Hey folks, I'm so glad you decided to tune in again today for another faith-filled message brought to you by the partners in the Peckville Assembly of God. We could not do it without you. We're getting this gospel message out as fast as we can on as many networks and voices as we can to help empower people by the power of Jesus Christ. We could not do it without your faithful partnership. You do me a favor and let people know about our broadcast. Help us uh, either by word of mouth or sharing it with them on Facebook, whatever it might be. We truly appreciate all of our partners. We pray for you each and every day. Hey, drop us a line sometime. We'd love to hear from you. Stay tuned. We're coming live at you with the Word right now. Praise God. I'd like to thank you for joining us again today. My name is Pastor Tyler. I'm so glad you decided to tune in. I believe you didn't tune in by accident. You tuned in by divine appointment. I'd encourage you to stay to the end. Tune in these broadcasts. I'm telling you, your faith will be built in your life. You'll be challenged unlike ever before. But let me tell you something. It'll challenge you to grow and to stretch you in your faith and obtain everything God has for you. You know, we've been talking on some different subjects on faith and healing and blessing of the Lord and uh, being infilled with the Holy Ghost and just reaching everything God has for you. The Bible says, brethren, I wish above all things that you would prosper and be in good health even as your soul prospers. So what we understand is as our soul prospers in the things of God, as we read the word and pray and expand our belief and our thinking and who God really is and what God's will is for our lives, which is very easy to discern, just read the Bible. That's his written will for your life. And understand that as our soul prospers, everything else in our life will prosper. But I've had some folks say to me, they said, Tyler, uh, I, I can't understand why my, I feel like my prayers aren't being answered. And there's many reasons uh, you might feel that way. But I'd like to try to uh, uh, maybe address a couple of those things today that might be limiting you uh, from receiving your answer or limiting you from obtaining what God has for you in your life. You know, there's many different reasons, but we don't have the time getting all of them in today's broadcast. But let's look what the Word says here. We talk about one of our favorite passages, Mark 11. And Jesus says it like this. Mark 11, verse 22. Jesus answered them, Have faith in God. Or the cross-reference says, have the faith of God. The Bible tells us in Romans 12, 3, to each has been given the measure of faith. In other words, faith is measurable. Jesus told the centurion, who wasn't an Israelite, he said, I have not found such great faith in all of Israel. So you got to understand, your faith can be small, your faith could be great. The Bible tells us if you'd have faith even the size of a mustard seed, it would move a mountain. So you understand, uh, how, how do we develop faith? Well, Romans 10, 17 tells us faith comes by hearing that by hearing the word of God. So every time you hear the word of God preached, every time you read the word, and don't only read it quietly, read the word of God out loud. Let your ears hear it. Let your spirit catch on to what God's word's saying for you. And as you believe it by faith, as you say, no, this is God's written word for me. Healing is my portion. You begin to read it, what God's word says, and believe it by faith, you get a revelation of it deep down on the inside. I'm not talking about some head knowledge thing, mental ascent. I'm talking about real Bible Faith. I'm talking about faith that gets deep down in your heart, that the Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth shall speak. I'm talking about faith on the inside that you begin confessing on the outside what you have on the inside. You see, you understand what you have on the outside is a direct reflection of what's going on on the inside of you. And I'm talking about that today. You see somebody miserable on the outside, they're probably miserable on the inside. So he says, have faith in God. Verse 23. Truly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, now he's talking about you here, be taken up and thrown into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that which he said will come to pass. It will be 
done for him. There's no room for doubt. There's no room for unbelief. Jesus said, when you believe with your heart and confess with your mouth, no doubt, no unbelief. I believe when I pray that I'm going to receive. I believe when I, I'm praying to God, you know, I'm not throwing Hail Mary prayers out there that God's not going to answer or I hope he hears me. No, I believe just as the Bible says that we now have this confidence to come boldly before the throne room of grace and we will receive our answer in a time of need. So you understand when I pray, I believe I receive the minute I pray. Well, I don't feel any different. No, no, no. We're operating by faith and not by feelings. Well, I haven't seen it. Well, don't even confess it out of your mouth. You pray, believe you receive, and then just keep praising God until you possess your miracle in your hand. And he says, verse 24, Therefore I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received, and it will be yours. Every time I pray for the sick, I believe by whose stripes they've already been healed. We're just receiving healing by faith. You know, a lot of folks uh, tell me, Tyler, you know, I've struggled to, to get my healing. I've struggled to get baptized with the Holy Spirit and the evidence of speaking in tongues. I've struggled with get, get, get. You understand, you don't have to get anything. Jesus already got it all when he shed his precious blood on Calvary. The Bible says, he said, tetelestai, paid in full for you and I. When Jesus shed his precious blood, it once and for all purchased our healing. It once and for all broke the back of poverty and lack and sin and death once and for all by the precious shed blood of Jesus. You understand, it's not our job to get, it's our job to receive. I say it's not our job to get, it's our job to receive. You don't get healing, you just receive his healing by faith. Hallelujah. I said you just receive his healing by faith. So therefore, I tell you, whatsoever things you desire, when you pray, believe that you have received and you shall have them. You must understand, you must mix faith with your prayer. You're not just throwing prayers out there. Well, I don't know if God hears me or not. I wish my prayers would just hit the ceiling. You know, my prayers are falling. No, no. I confess just the opposite before I pray. God, I thank you. My prayers are not falling on deaf ears. I thank you because of the blood of Jesus. My prayers go directly to the throne room of God. And God, I thank you. I serve a God that says, call unto me and I will answer you. You said, call unto me in his word and I will show you great and mighty things which you did not know. So Father, I thank you as I call unto you, I'm receiving revelation in my spirit. I thank you, Father, as I pray in the Holy Ghost. I, you know, I, oh, I don't know what I'm saying. No, no, I don't say that. I believe I'm receiving by faith. Downloads from heaven, manifestations into my spirit, man, that at the right time will be released when I need them. Why? Because I believe I receive the minute I pray. Faith must be mixed with your prayer. The Bible says, without faith, it is impossible to please God. For those who come to him must believe that he is. He is what? A rewarder of those that diligently seek him. God, I believe as I diligently seek you, I will be rewarded, Father. Why? Because you are a rewarder. It's in your nature. It's who you are, Father. I thank you that the blessing of God precedes everything I do. I thank you, Lord, your angels are encamped around me. I thank you your blessing goes before me. Your angels are to my right, my left, my front, my back, protecting me. Oh, you're my great protector. Oh, you're my great provider. And what you begin to understand is when you pray it no longer turns into this is what I need help me help me help me I have a prayer list half a mile long no what it turns into is a time of praise for who God really is you begin to praise God for his attributes you begin to thank God that he is the one who has already healed you because of the precious blood of Jesus you thank God that the back of poverty is broke once and for all and every time you give your tithe and your offering you're just showing God that God I take you at your word and this breaks the curse off of my life hallelujah and it opens the windows of heaven over my life God I take you at your word father sin no longer exists in me god i repent of my sin you said in first john 1 9 if any of you has sinned 
You are faithful and just to forgive us to all unrighteousness if we would just confess to you our sins. So, Father, I confess my sin to you. I thank you I'm covered in the blood of Jesus. I am a child of God. According to Peter, Father, I have been born again of incorruptible seed. Oh, you are the great Jehovah. Father, I praise you. I magnify you. I worship you, Lord. You've been so good to me, Father. You fill my life with good things. Psalm 84 tells me you would not withhold one good thing from those who walk uprightly. So, Father, I thank you. According to James 1, 17 every good and perfect gift comes down from the father of lights because you are the great god there is none like you i magnify you jehovah and what you begin to understand is your prayer and your praise go hand in hand i said your prayer and your praise go hand in hand and when your prayer and your praise commingle together hallelujah that's when you'll take the express route right to victory. That's where you'll take the express route right to miracles. That's where you take the express route right in and flowing in the gifts of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. The word of wisdom and the word of knowledge, the working of miracles, gift of faith, gift of healing. You begin to understand tongues and interpret. Hallelujah. You just start flowing in the precious gifts of the Holy Spirit. The Bible says that God is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore in Hebrews. So here's what I find out. If God did it in this book for Abraham, hallelujah, according to Galatians 3, I'm the seed of Abraham, then God will do it for me. Every promise that he promised Abraham belongs to me. Why? Because according to Galatians 3, we've been made joint heirs. And you begin to read God's word in the lens of, God didn't write this book, you understand, for himself. He wrote it for you and I. God wants to see you blessed. God wants to see you healthy. God wants to see you prosperous in everything you do. Why? Because it gives him glory. According to Psalm 35, 27, that the Lord takes pleasure in the prosperity of his servants. So your whole prayer life begins to change. Your whole prayer life begins to shift why it, it's no longer about me but it's about who my great god is it's no longer about magnifying me or what i have and don't have where i'm at no no no. Well, I, I i don't operate by what i have and i don't have i operate by who my great god is and last i checked he owns it all hallelujah i operate by who my father is and my father is in heaven do i have a great earthly father yes i do but thanks be to god i have a perfect father in heaven hallelujah who i have access to because of big brother jesus shedding his blood and let me tell you something if you're a child of God you have access to but you got to call on him in faith you must when you pray believe you have received the minute you pray and he says you'll have it he says it will be yours it will be yours you pray believe I receive and I'm just going to praise God and keep confessing my miracle until I possess what I confess in Jesus name but watch this hindrance verse 25 and whenever you stand praying forgive if you have anything against anyone so that your Father, also who is in heaven, may forgive you of your trespasses. That's powerful. He says, verse, verse 24, we all love that. You know, ask your prayer, believe you received, and it'll be yours. But then verse 25, here's the hinge for that thing. And whenever you stand praying, you must forgive. If you have anything against anyone, so that your Father, who also who is in heaven, may forgive you of all your trespasses. What you begin to understand is if I have unforgiveness harbored in my life, then my Father in heaven, I'm literally tying his hands from being able to forgive me. Wow, that's powerful. If I have unforgiveness in my life, I'm literally tying the Father's hands from being able to forgive me. But when I pray, I must thank God. Ask him first, Father, forgive me of all my trespasses, Lord. But Lord, if I hold anything against anyone, Father, please forgive me. I let go of all unforgiveness I may be harboring. I let go of all bitterness. Because watch this. If you're not careful, offense can be the bait of Satan. I said offense can be the bait of Satan. Jesus said, well, Jesus said the gospel is offense to me. It is. 
But you have to be careful that you don't get offended by what the word of God says or a man of God says, or watch this one, you don't get focused on what other people have and you don't have or focused on where they're going in life and where you're not going because if you're not careful, you get so caught up in your feelings and focused on everything else instead of focused on God and who he is, then you can't even clearly hear the voice of God. Next thing you know is it feels like your prayers are hitting the ceiling. Why aren't my prayers getting answered? Why? Because why? you're killing your miracle with your mouth. Because you're the one who's harboring unforgiveness, harboring bitterness, harboring, you know, all this stuff. Well, I don't think, the, you know, so-and-so. Well, I don't like that preacher. I don't. That's the problem. Your opinions about ministries and ministers and other people. And you know, look, I mean, there's, I don't, you know, truthfully, I don't want to be around everybody all the time. I know I love people. Don't hear what I'm not saying. But everybody's got somebody that rubs them the wrong way. Everybody's got somebody that's like, you know, instead of a battery charger, they're like a battery drainer. But the truth is, I can't hold any unforgiveness against them. People that have wronged me in my life, people that have harmed me, tried to harm my family, tried to harm the ministry, I can't hold unforgiveness about them because if I do, if I hold unforgiveness against them, it hinders my prayers from being answered. Sir or ma'am, I tell you the same thing. It hinders your prayers from being answered. I'm telling you, yeah, but Tyler, you don't understand what they did to me. You don't, and instead of being a victor, what the Bible calls you to be, thanks be to God who always causes us to triumph and everything. He said in Romans 8, 37, you're more than a conqueror, hallelujah, who causes us to be victorious in everything. If we're not careful, we go right from being a victor, who the Bible says we are, and right into victim mode, hallelujah, right into victim mode. And as long as you're in victim mode, you can't receive, you can't receive what God has for you. I'll explain as long as you're in victim mode, you can't receive what God has for you. Why? Because you're either one of two things. You're either a victim or a victor. And if you're a victim, you're not who God says you are. You're believing the lie of the devil. The devil calls you a victim. The devil, the Bible says, is the accuser of the brethren. Hallelujah. I said the devil is the accuser of the brethren. So as long as you're accusing other people and accusing circumstances and making excuses for why you can't excel in life or why you know, you're not going to the church anymore or why you're not you know, living the life you're called to live. or you, know, the only, you understand, the only limiter in life is you. The only person holding you back in life is you and your mouth and your thoughts and your actions. It's the power of focus, folks. And Jesus said this, when you pray, believe you receive and you'll have it, but... If you stand praying, when you stand praying, he says, if you have ought against anybody, you must forgive them. Otherwise, your Father in heaven can't forgive you. If I have ought against somebody, my prayers are hindered. I said, if I have ought against somebody, my prayers are hindered. So when you go to God in prayer, I'm trying to help you here, how to get your prayers answered. When you go to God in prayer, start like this. Father, please forgive me if I have any unforgiveness in my life. If I've picked up any offenses, Father, I pray you forgive me from every offense I may have picked up, God. Because I know as long as I'm offended, it hinders my prayers. It hinders my answers, Father. And I don't want anything to hinder what you're trying to do in my life. I don't want anything to hinder what you've called me to do, what you've called me to be, where you want to take me in life. When you want to take your head and shoulders above the rest, make your head and out the tail, that whole thing, Deuteronomy 28. Father, I know what your will is for my life, but Father, forgive me if I'm getting in the way. Help me, Father. Any offense... Father, if I've picked up any, just drive them right out of me right now by the precious blood of Jesus. Wash me, Father. Cleanse me. Forgive me by the precious blood of Jesus, Father. And the Bible tells us in 1 John 1, 9, if we'll confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of all unrighteousness. Now watch this. When you forgive or give up unforgiveness, let go of the offenses, not only will the weight lift off of you, for some of you that's burdened you for years. Tyler, you don't understand. I was abused as a child. 
I was sexually abused. I, look, I'm not discounting that. But what I am saying is as long as you still identify with that, instead of identifying what the word says, that you're a child of God, that you are victorious, that you have greatness living on the inside of you, that God has purposed and destined you for great things, you can never obtain what God has for you and your prayers will be answered as long as you have unforgiveness and bitterness, as long as you're offended. Well, so-and-so wronged me. Well, I'm sorry, but it's time to move on. It's time to forgive them and keep moving. Here's what I found. Most people who live in that a mode where they, they're just offended all the time, you know, so-and-so wronged me and a church wronged me and a priest wronged me. Look, I'm not nullifying that, but here's the thing. Most of the time, the other party has moved on from that thing years ago, and you're the one who's stuck drinking the poison still, poisoning yourself. Come, you know, even doctors now tell us so many diseases are related to stress and like this heavy weight that's on us and anxiety, all this nonsense. Look, Jesus said, my yoke is easy. My burden is light. When you begin to understand, I have been forgiven. Father, help me to forgive others. Father, help me not to be offended. I wrote down a few scriptures here for you. Proverbs 19.11 says, Good sense makes one slow to anger, and it is his glory to overlook an offense. Proverbs 19.11. Ecclesiastes 7.21.22. Do not take to heart all things that people say. Hello? Do not take to heart all things people say. Proverbs 18.19. A brother offended is more unyielding than a strong city, and quarreling is like the bars of a castle. Matthew 18, 15 through 17. If your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between, watch this, you and him alone. Uh-oh. Between you and him alone. If he listens to you, you have gained your brother. But if he does not, take back two or three others, elders of the church along with you, that every charge may be established by the evidence in two or three witnesses. If you refuse to listen to them, then take him before the church. Luke 17, 3 and 4. Pay attention to yourselves. If your brother sins, correct him. If he repents, forgive him. If he sins against you seven times in the day and turns to you seven times saying, I repent, you must forgive him every time. That's what Jesus said in Luke 17, 3 and 4. Proverbs 6, 16 through 19. There are six things that the Lord hates. Seven that are an abomination to him. Haughty eyes, a lying tongue, and hands that shed innocent blood. Talking about abortion. A heart that devises wicked plans. Feet that make haste to run to evil. A false witness who breathes out lies. Watch this. And the one who soars discord amongst the brethren and the one who sows discord amongst the brethren because the truth is when you feel offended when you feel that you've been wronged and you're holding unforgiveness in you what most people do is it turns right into gossip i said it turns right into gossip and they start telling this one about that well i think so and so i think that and what it turns is is absolute lies coming out of your mouth and according to proverbs 6 it's an abomination in the eyes of god so how could your prayers be answered as long as you're gossiping as long as you're talking bad about other children of god other brothers and sisters of christ jesus said it like this how can you claim to love your heavenly father who you do not see when you can't love your brother who you can see with your own eyes i'm telling you folks you need to repent to god and also repent to your fellow brother and sister and say hey if i've wronged you i apologize even if they were in the wrong just apologize anyway and receive your healing so your prayers aren't answered so you're not hindered from what god has for you i'm telling you i woke up six o'clock this morning after flying in you know well after midnight last night and this was in my spirit i said god 
What is the thing holding back the children of God the most right now? He said, it's the bait of Satan. I said, what's the bait of Satan? He said, they are offended. He said, offenses have held back my church. Offenses have held back my church from receiving what I have for them. Hallelujah. Offenses have held back my church from what I receive and from what I've had for them. In other words, as long as you are offended and as long as you hold unforgiveness in your life, your prayers can't be answered, your destiny. I'm telling you, it's just like putting a cancellation over everything God has for you. It's like brassing over the heavens. Brother, I don't know about you, but I don't want nothing brassing over my prayers, nothing brassing over my destiny, over everything God has for me. What I want is answered prayer. What I want is to move forward in faith and be that all that God has called me to be. And to be honest with you, I don't care who doesn't like me for it. I don't care who gets offended over it. As for me and my house, I'm going to do what the word of God says and operate in faith and I'm going to obtain what God has for me. I'm going to bless the Lord on my soul and forget not all of his benefits. I'm going to share in the precious inheritance that Jesus' blood shed for you and I to have. Watch this one. Hebrews 12, 15. See to it that no one fails to obtain the grace of God. That no root of bitterness springs up and causes trouble. By it many become defiled. I'll read that again. See to it that no one fails to obtain the grace of God. That no root of bitterness springs up and causes trouble. In other words, a lot of the trouble in your life is from a root of bitterness. I said a lot of the trouble in your life is from a root of bitterness. It springs up and causes trouble. And by it, many become defiled. That's what Hebrews 12.15 says. Because of the root of bitterness... Well, you just don't understand what they did to me. You don't understand. Look, folks, I've been wrong, too. I've been wrong by a whole bunch of folks. Good Lord, I, I was in the junkyard the other day and picking parts, waiting in line uh, to check out. And these guys behind the counter were carrying on talking about the ministry here. They had no idea who I was. Carrying on saying, well, I heard if you go there, you know, I, I really like the inspirational messages on TV. And, you know, boy, them guys, I really enjoy it, but I would never go there. And the other guy says, well, why not? He says, well, don't you hear? You have to show your W-2 statement at the door. Let me tell you something. That's the biggest load of bull crap this side of the Mississippi. Nobody's going to ask you your W-2 statement. Nobody knows who gives what around here or, you know, who doesn't give or whatever. That is a load of malarkey right from the pit of hell. And I rebuke that lie of the devil in Jesus' name. So anyway, this guy kept carrying it. Why? What happened here? He heard a lie, a gossip from somebody else, took it in his heart as an offense Loves to watch the broadcast. He might be watching today. Brother, I hope you are. Come see us on a Sunday. Took it as an offense on the inside of him, and it's holding him back from getting to God's house and receiving God's best for his life because he heard that he has to show his W-2 statement. Total bull crap. Total. And because of the lie of the enemy that spread, accuser of the brethren, it's really derailing this destiny for this man that God has. The Bible says that God has plans to prosper you, never to harm you. But here's the thing. You have to do things God's way. Here's the thing, you must forgive. You must not take offense. You must not harbor bitterness or you know, malice or anger. Any of, those, any of those things can hinder the flow of God in your life, hinder the flow of the precious Holy Spirit in your life. You know, what God wants to do in your life is literally holding you back from God's best for your life, from the abundant life, from the prosperous life. Watch this, from the healing miracle in your life. I said from the healing miracle in your life. I'm telling you, the Apostle Paul, where did he get that from? The Apostle Paul said it like this in Corinthians. He said, many people take communion in an unworthy manner and literally drink damnation on themselves. In other words, 
I don't understand why I haven't gotten healed. Why? Because you're harboring an offense in your life. Why? Because you're harboring unforgiveness about somebody. Why? Because you got a problem with another church brother or a problem with a, a leader or a problem with a neighbor. I don't know what it is. But as long as you're harboring anger, bitterness, unforgiveness, uh, some sort of offense in your life, it is literally hindering the flow of God to you. I said it's hindering the flow of God to you. I'm just trying to help you get your prayers answered today, folks. I'm just trying to help you see that God has great plans for you, that God loves you. God wants to bless you and prosper you, but you have to do things God's way. Let me tell you like this. No great things just come like that in your life. Nothing great and substantial to come into your life is not going to come with some sort of opposition or not going to come with some sort of dying to self. Hallelujah. And glorifying Christ. In other words, dying to the apostle said dying the flesh and glorifying the spirit. That's why he says you can't, you know, uh, gratify the desires of the flesh and the spirit. Not at the same time. No, you got to die to self. Well, you don't understand what they did to me. Look, I am sorry, but it's time to move on. It's time to say, Lord, I forgive them for their offense. I don't harbor any bitterness, God. I don't harbor any unforgiveness, Father. I let go of anything that's hindering the flow of God in my life. Father, forgive me. In fact, right now, let's just pray together like this. Dear Jesus, repeat after me. I ask you, Father, because of what Jesus did on Calvary's Hill, I pray the precious blood of Jesus would wash away every offense in my life, every bit of bitterness, every bit of gossip, anger, malice, anything God harboring, in my life, or holding back the flow of you in my life, God, I ask for forgiveness right now in Jesus' name. Father, any offense, anybody I have unforgiveness against, I ask for forgiveness right now, Lord, because God, as I come to you in prayer, I want to know I'm in right standing with you. I want to know that I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Father, and I know I can only be that because of what Jesus did for me. So, Father, I pray the blood of Jesus even now would wash away all my sins. You said... If we confess our sins, you're faithful and just to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So, Father, cleanse me now. In Jesus' name, I receive it by faith. Amen. <clears throat> and I believe if you just said that prayer, you are in total right standing right now with God. You have open heavens over your life. I would encourage you every day as you go to God in prayer and the reading of his word, ask him for forgiveness first. Don't harbor any bitterness. Don't harbor unforgiveness. Don't harbor anger you know, well, I'm offended. I'm a poet. Look, be who God says you are, which is a child of God, which is loved, which is totally forgiven, which is blessed, which is prosperous, which is more than a conqueror, which is more than victorious. Be who God called you to be. But you can't be that on the inside without representing it on the outside. I said you can't be it on the inside without representing it on the outside. When people look in your eyes, they ought to see the love of God. Hallelujah. When you come into a room, things ought to change. People's spirits ought to get lifted. Faith ought to be elevated in a place. Why? Because you're carrying that atmosphere with you, an atmosphere of faith, of blessing, of love, of healing, of prosperity, of everything that God is. And if God lives on the inside of you, you ought to have that same air about you everywhere you go. Why? Because you're in right standing with him because the precious blood of Jesus. Hey, we're out of time for today. Until next time, may God's richest blessing be yours. Do me a favor. Let me know you watch this broadcast. Let me know your testimony, your miracle. I'd love to talk to you sometime, meet you in person. If you're ever in the Scranton area, drop by and see us. We'd love to meet you in person sometime. Hey, you catch us on Facebook, YouTube, 
uh, iTunes, Spotify, just search Peckville Assembly of God. There's so many ways to reach us and connect with us. Instagram, Twitter, I mean, there's more stuff than I even know about. Radio, uh, www.peckvilleag.org. I'd love to meet you sometime. Come shake my hand. Tell me you've been blessed by this TV broadcast. Until next time, may God's richest blessing be yours. Until next time, may God's richest blessing be